What's up guys and gals? Today I'll be talking about Gamera vs. Zegua. Zegua. Oh man, this one was good actually. I like I like these I like underwater creatures, you know. <laughs> but again, we're going back to the Gamma fine alien moments, alien invasion type of storyline. And you know, you you got yourself with this kid and this young girl hanging out. Both of their fathers like they like biologists for the sea. Like they test waters out. And the theme is pretty much don't pollute the ocean. That's like the, it's like more like a environment theme when you think about it. And um the kids end up sneaking on their father's boat and they saw this UFO ship, they get captured by the UFO, and you see this alien woman talking to her alien master, Zigra, and um she's telling these guys, like the 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 humans that kidnap the two the two fathers and the two kids. They want the world to know that how powerful the technology is and stuff. And she they put their dad to sleep. And then the kids were able to escape with the dad, and then Zegra all the hearts like you gotta capture the kids, kill I mean kill the kids pretty much. Excuse me. Meanwhile, the government and the scientists trying to um, wake the fathers up, and uh, and the kids are give trying trying to reveal some information about what happened to them on the alien ship. Ship, excuse me. Um. Meanwhile, you get Gamma later on in the movie. You're gonna get Gamma fighting Zegra. And also, you're going to get that alien woman coming to Earth trying to kill the kids. And you got like a Scooby-Doo moment, excuse me, how she's trying to get the kids. And they're running all over the aquarium and over the part of the aquarium area, pretty much. Uh, meanwhile, when, meanwhile, let's get back to the Zegra battle. Um, I was finding Zegra, of course, he lost. Zegra got some skills, you know. He got he could shoot, like, sonic sound waves because he's like a dolphin type of monster. He got blades on his back. And then Gamera's people got knocked out by the sound waves, pretty much, of the of the Zegra. Meanwhile, later on in the movie, you found out that alien woman was actually a human being, and she was um, hit brainwashed by the alien Zegra to take her command, pretty much. I mean, take his command, pretty much. Once the woman came out of it, she um helping the scientists about the Zegra's weakness, and the scientist is pretty much using the technology to wake Gamera up to fight Zegra. And you get your and you get your next battle when Gamma's gonna fight Zegra again, and of course you know as usual Gamma wins in a fashionable battle against all those monsters pretty much. Um, the Zegra battle to me it was a good battle, but it was to me I like the last one much more better in my opinion. Anyway, peace guys and see you later. And of course you're gonna see it. <laughs> hey guys and gals, I'm very excited for another Gamma review, and this is Gamma versus Jigga. I think I'm saying the name wrong, but you know what I mean. But besides this, this one was really, really fucking good. Like, if you, oh my god, I love this one actually much more than I ever did before. And I keep, I don't know, for like I said, it's been a long time I see these gamma gamma movies, but when they move forward from the from the second, one, I always keep on thinking that the franchises were weaker, but they were stronger and stronger as they get by. This time we got um. A bunch of young kids, you know, got a Japanese boy who's excited to go to this export. We got a non-Japanese family and a, a archaeology, like, uh, I can't say the name, but you know when you dig up graves and look for bones and stuff and treasure, that type of job. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, but I'm bad with occupations too. Anyway, this um, this guy's family ended up digging up this giant stone. And Gamma comes out of nowhere to try to put a stop to this for them taking the stone because they don't want them taking it. 
And there's a reason why. Because the, the humans didn't think Gamma was trying to attack them, but Gamma wasn't attacking them. They were trying to stop. To, Gamma was trying to stop them from taking the stone because it's going to release a giant monster. Just to fast forward a little bit more, I don't want to ruin too much. I thought this was actually highly enjoyable, this one. Um, the monster appears a lot like a stone, like like a, one of the four-legged dinosaur type of monsters. But this monster had powers, though. It, it, like had like jet steam, like it propel like a rocket steam. Kind of like Gamma's fire, how it steams straight ahead. He can steam straight ahead with steam coming out of his side of his face. Um, it shoots spikes, like, and it also is like, um, got these rays turn like turn you into bones and stuff. And in the first battle, Gamma was able to defeat the monster, but then the monster tricked Gamma by shooting spikes to his four legs, and then Gamma had a hard time getting out of the spikes for a little while. Meanwhile, the monster's attacking, trying to get the stone. And then when Gamma was finally able to get get out of the spike for a while, he comes back and fight the monster a second time. And the second time, the monster ended up winning again because it tricked Gamma with another weapon, hidden weapon he has, like a scorpion spike tail technique, and kind of got Gamma really sick. And meanwhile, the kid trying to figure out how they could help Gamma, the scientist, and they end up going inside Gamma's body, like his bloodstream, like, inside his body, and he found like these, like, baby Jigga, like, poison in him. So they got trying to help Gamma to get out of it, trying to kill Gamma from the inside. And then Gamma comes back to fight the monster again. And you have another great battle, too, you know. Um, again, no spoilers. I highly enjoyed the fight scenes. Highly enjoyed the story plot behind this one. And the concept of it was very imagination. Very imaginative, you know. I kind of like this one. So Gamma vs. Jagger, I said check it out. Hey, guys and gals. Today I'll be talking about Gamera vs. Vyras. And um, this one was... This is... um. One where he fought, fought like this octopus monster. So the sto- so the story for this is is that we got these two kids like they like practical like they like troublemakers I would say. What it sounds like in the story like they're gonna have supposed to be at that Boy Scout meeting but they gonna sneak in playing with the submarine, and then this the boy's sister called him said you better get back here and they got back, and they start playing and they start playing around with the submarine like that um. Scientists say, okay, you go get a chance to be on the submarine then. Because there was a situation where the submarine was going backwards and forward because they played with the wires. So when when the guy when the boys had the chance to go, go to this water with the submarine, they sell gamma and um and they was having fun, but they get captured by this bubble because this alien these um these aliens wanted to invade the earth, but they can't because gamma protects the earth. So ship number two, and I've got to mention that you see that as in the intro part of this movie, but you know, anyway, fast forward again. Um, the ship captured Gam. The ship like bubble Gamma in a bubble to hold him, and the kids are trapped. Gamma was able to free the kids, but he was still stuck in the bubble. So, so the ship we just start studying Gamma in the meantime. So you see stock footage, and I hate stock footage, but I let it slide. You know, for a Gamma movie, I let it slide. Even the, even Gamma Super Monster, I let it slide. But with that one, I'm gonna be, I'll be watching the Elvira version of that one. Just to let you know. Anyway, so once they study Gamma, they found out his weakness that he likes to protect children. He likes to protect the Earth pretty much. They decided to brainwash Gamma. They decided to capture the kids in a UFO ship and kind of force Gamma, you know, destroy the Earth. You know, go around and destroy the Earth. 
so the alien has power so they capture the kids so they control gamma even with even with the device also while the kids are in the ship they're wondering what the, what the ship is about they start seeing these aliens that look like humans they don't mean this this creature in the ship they wanted to free the creature but they can't and while the government and the the scout troops you know the the boy scout leader um scientists and so on trying to figure out how do, how are we gonna get these boys out the ship and they they even know and they even know Gamma was destroying the city they understand that Gamma was being controlled by the aliens so when the boy got when when the boy had had when one of the boy scout leaders told him remember what you did to the submarine switching the batteries the boy figured out like oh yeah we could do that so they switched the um, batteries they were able to escape the ship and um the aliens are ordering um Gamma to destroy the boys but it won't work because the um boy tampered with the mind control machine and Gamma started destroying the ship and destroying the aliens and some of the surviving aliens were like they went to their master and the creature was, was in the, was trapping the ship that was actually the leader of the alien race you know so the aliens say I need all you to sacrifice yourself so pretty much when the aliens start sacrificing themselves for their master the master start growing big and big and big so he could fight get Gamma or Gamera, whatever you want to say it. But anyway, so Gamma was fighting virus. It was a good battle. I, I kind of liked the, the cheesy fight scenes in this one. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, besides that, um, Gamma vs. Virus skipped the stock footage part. Another enjoyable Gamma, Gamma movie. Anyway, peace, guys. See you later. Hey, guys and gals. Um, this one was good, man. Fuck it. Let me say it. It's Gamma vs. Gurian or Gamera vs. Gurian. Whatever you want to pronounce it. Um, I actually thought this was the weakest in the franchise. But for some reason, like I said, it's been a long time I've seen this movie. So after seeing it again, I realized, you know what? It was good. I did like the monster, though. Anyway, you got these t three siblings, you know, three young kids. Two boys that wanted to see the UFO in the woods. The sister there went inside the UFO. She didn't have a chance to go inside. You know, she was outside telling these boys, get back when they got inside the UFO. And the UFO is leading them to to a planet. It's like a terrain of like deserts and stuff, and and then they end up seeing this battle between Gauss and this unknown monster named Gurian, which looked like a shark with blade and two stars. And they they survive. They escape the battle between them and meet up with these two aliens. And you find these two female aliens. They're very pretty, you know. And they come out. They come off friendly, but later on you find out that these aliens are like cannibals. They want to eat humans pretty much. They want to eat these boys' brains. So they could have like their knowledge and stuff. Later on, as the movie progressed, you get Gamma coming to, looking for the boys on, on this planet. And the boys were able to... And, and um, the boys were able to um, escape pretty much for a while. But still, they were in space though. You know, that was, that was interesting about this movie. But then you got Gamma fighting Gurian in a, in a good battle. Very good fight scene, I would say, in my opinion. Of course, it's B-movie-ish. Of course, it's campy and stuff. But um, it was good. I liked it, in my opinion. I liked the, the Gurian was kind of cool. He had the blades, and he could shoot ninja stars out of his blade. Plus, you also got, like I said, you also got Gurian versus Gauss in this fight scene, too. So that's pretty cool, also. But anyway, Gamma defeated Gurian, of course. Gamma always saved the day and saved the boy. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. They were able to save the boys. And send them back to their home, to their home planet on Earth, and the aliens got defeated pretty much. Anyway, Gamma was going. I say check it out. Um, definitely a good one in my opinion. Peace, guys. See you later.
Hey guys and gals, today I'll be talking about Gamera versus Gauss. But I say Gamera anyway, so I'm gonna go with how I said when I was a kid, alright? Gamera vs. Gauss, this is without a doubt, Gauss, is, Gauss made too many appearances in, in the Gamera movie, and without a doubt, Gam I mean, excuse me, without a doubt that Gauss is, is truly like the King Ghidorah of this franchise, you know? And I saw the new trailer, and I see Gauss is still, still, still in the fucking movie. <laughs> Um, all in all, I, I actually like this one. I remember growing up watching this, and, um, what's so cool about this monster is that Gauss, it's like, he shoots the, like, the laser, like, surgical blade-like laser, and that's pretty badass, you know? But anyway, you got, like, this earthquake at the beginning part of the movie, Gamma looked like he saved the day by blowing the fire at the lava, and then, later on in the movie, you find out that the scientists knows about they want to discover what happened to Gamera, you know. So they went to look, look in the volcano, and then this laser blast hit one of the hel hit the helicopter, and people start dying. And you realize that there's another monster where Gamera's where Gamera was where Gamera sacrificed himself, but you know he's still alive anyway. But across from the other side of the mountain, there's another monster, which is Gauss, and then. Later on in the movie, you find out that the theme of this movie, on the human side of it, you find out there's um, protesters against a corporation to try to build like a construction on the road, and you know you got you got one of the villagers that he, he rather he wants to sell the town to make money, pretty much. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Gauss. You got this little kid. He got caught between Gauss and then Gamma. And Gamma was able to save the kid against Gauss, but Gamma came out with his arm got injured from Gauss's blast, so he needed to heal. And you know, you're your human part of the movie, you know. And but also, as the movie develops, you know, later on you get Gauss destroying the city, and then later on you get Gamma coming in to fight Gauss, of course, just like any any other Gamma movie. But I thought the fight scenes were pretty good, you know. Um, it's nothing new, but still, I I enjoyed it, you know. Um, and this is Gauss, Gamma versus Gauss, and from then on, f still um, still in the eighties, so from the sixties, a little bit from the seventies and eighties, mainly the movie gonna be more kiddie, you know what I'm saying? Because that's when it became for the kids, you know. But the, la the first two Gamma movies, which I already reviewed anyway, um, was much more darker in my opinion, and I like the two, the first two movies the most. But Gauss was good though. The this battle was good. So definitely check out Gamera vs. Gauss. Hey guys, what's up? Today we'll be talking about Gamera vs. Balogon. I don't know if I should say Balogon or Balogon. Like, I don't know. Like, there's ways of saying Gamera in the US and Gamera in Japan. But you know. Well, this is what I see from the post. I said Gamera vs. Balogon. Not to be confused with the other Baragon from the Godzilla series, because this Baragon is much way better because he got powers, like shooting rainbows from his back and freezing you with his long tongue. Okay, get to the point. Alright, this is the second Gamera movie, right? And this is a much more darker tone. Like, the first movie was dark, but you can see Gamera had that childhood friendliness when he saved that little kid. In the black and white era, this second movie is just plain dark from beginning to end. You know, this is the dark night of the Gamma franchise, you know. And after that, we got the kitty Gamma, you know, and so on. But Gamma's still beast, though, minus Gamma the Brave.
But then, if you want the dark gamma, like really dark, this is it right here. Um, and by the way, this movie's in color, by the way, the second movie. So it's not black and white. So, yeah. When I mean dark, I don't mean like black and white. I'm black. I'm white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, this time we got a group of guys, right? They want to go on this island, get this um, jewel, this one guy hide during World War II, right? And they want money, you know, pretty much they just want money. So they got into the island, looking for the jewels. They meet up these native people, one of the Japanese women, that, she's a native, telling them, that, telling them you cannot go to, you cannot go in that area because it's like pretty much cursed and stuff. So when one of the thieves, you know, pretty much like they wanted the opal, he betrayed two of the members of his group. So he could have the money for himself, but he let one guy survive, one guy alive to be with him. You know, try to make himself look good, you know. So they got the jewel, they found the opal pretty much. They got back to the boat. Um, the guy was playing, oh, I just forgot what he was playing. I think he was playing cards or mahjong. Oh, sorry. Memory loss. I had to take a little break when I was done watching this movie just now. <laughs> so embarrassed. But he was playing the game, let's play like that. And then one of the infrared... Hit, hit the opal, and you find out that opal was actually an egg, and that's how Balagon came about to be. Once he got off the boat, mysteriously the monster grew fast, and he just comes out attacking, while one of the thieves that betrayed the group, you know, the bad, bad thief, he wanted to get the jewel back, but he didn't realize that the jewel was actually the egg, it's the later towards the movie, he's, he's gonna find that out. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention to you the intro of this movie. My mistake. Sorry, I was so busy with the Battleground intro just now. Um, but let's do fast forward the intro. Gamma does come back in the second movie, of course, which you all know. But how he came back? Well, during the first movie, he was sent to space. Well, guess what? A meteor hit the rocket ship, like the capsule rocket ship. And then Gamma was free, and he went back to Earth. And then, then he went to invade the dam, because it has energy and fire. And that's the last time we've seen of Gamma, and after that we get to the scenes that I'm talking about now. <laughs> I am the worst reviewer ever, I swear to god, because how can I even get talking about the intro of Gamma in the second movie? Oh my god. I am let me come on the end charge aside. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot. Duh. Sorry guys. But um and I'm sorry for rushing this a little bit, because I, I gotta go out, you know. I'll try to review all the Gamma movies, but I doubt it won't be this weekend. Because then I'm, I'm really busy, believe it or not. But I'm going to try to throw some movies from other reviews, too. But, um, let's get to the point. Balgon is attacking the city. Pretty much got the military. He has to find a way to stop Balgon. Balgon got cool parts, like I just mentioned earlier, that he can shoot ice, like ice vapors. Rainbow from his back, he shoots rainbow. Yeah, I thought it was unique. You know, like, wow, what monster Raymond's from his ass? I mean, by his back, excuse me. Um, so this monster's supposed to be like a Care Bear monster or some shit, but he doesn't care. He destroys. And there's a history on the island when a native girl and the survivor of the attack from the first thief, from the thief, they're trying to betray him. Well, the survivor survived, so him and the native girl went back to the country, you know, get the opal back, but realized that the opal already been hatched. So with the help of the military, the native girl and the report, and not the report, the, the thief guy, who happens to be a good guy now, are working together to stop this monster, while you got the main thief that he, he really wants to get the opal later on. If I want to fast forward that part, later on, he finds out that the opal was actually the egg hatch when, when the survivor came to the thief. He fought the thief out, you know, tying him up. And the thief was greedy because he, he wanted more, you know, he wanted like, 
he, he felt like he's failed later on his woman told him that the neighbor bought diamonds like to stop the monster because the military is doing everything to stop this main monster and later on oh, by the way in the beginning part of the movie you get Gamrov coming in to fight Balgon and it was a short battle though they fought a little bit Balgon used the ice thing ice vapor to freeze Gamrov and Gamrov got defeated and after that that's when we have yeah, Balgon attacking the city more and um you had to pick like the like I said the military trying to find a way to stop Balgon as as later on they used the diamond that the naval girl brought because on her legend when you put diamonds in the water, Baragon would go in the water and drown, you know, and that was the weakness of Baragon was water. Like he stayed in the water for a amount of time, but if it's too much water he's 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 dead. If he drowns, the water goes over him, he slows down, his his weapons won't be effective, you know, as without the water. Um so they used the diamond, you know. It failed, then they used the second attempt. When they make the diamond with a put in the, in the death ray gun, so they have a big diamond light to subtract to um to like seduce Baragon to come into the ocean. The greedy thief they found out when the neighbor had the diamond, he decided to go after the diamond. And I'm sorry for that conditional noise, by the way, but it's hot in New York. I apologize. Um, fast forward again. Um, the attempt failed because the thief wanted the diamond. So he went on the diamond, and Baragon ate the man with the diamond, the thief with the diamond, and the fucking thief died, which is good for his ass. He's a greedy bastard. <laughs> Sorry. Um, meanwhile, Gamma comes back. He, he used the heat to unfreeze the freeze, freezing of, from Baragon's attack. And then Gamma fights Baragon 101. You know, good fight scene, you know. And um, also, as I had mentioned, that there was a scene when the guy wanted to use, notice that the mirror, during the rainbow attack, did not destroy the mirror. So they said to make a bigger mirror on a satellite, like, on I mean on the antenna, excuse me, a bigger mirror. So if we're going to use the mirror, use the rainbow to attack the mirror, it's going to reflect back to him. And then Baragon got destroyed, but he's not going to use this attack a second time. So, so Baragon survived, but like like you say, that's when Gamma comes in. And that was like the only hope for the Japanese people, so for Baragon to be defeated. When Gamma fought Baragon, he dragged Baragon's ass in the water, like deep, deep in the water. And... You know, drowned his ass pretty much, and the Japanese people were happy. You know, and um, Gamera won again, another battle for Gamera. And this movie was enjoyable. I liked it. I, this was actually my favorite from the franchise, though. Um, let me say something too. Shout Factory, seriously, double check your DVDs, man. I mean, I lo I'm pro I'm happy to release all the Japanese uncut version of Gamera. I'm very happy, but I know what I put on the DVD, right? Right away, just went with the commentary, you know, and the commentary is entertaining, but you know, at this time, I want to see the movie by itself with the subtitle without the commentary. But for some reason, I don't know if anybody had this problem with Shout Factory with your Gamma DVDs that when you put in, the commentary just played, you know, right away without being selected, you know. So that's kind of weird, but besides that, oh, good movie. You go about asking the comedy, go to your audio remote and just take out the commentary. Hey guys and girls, um, this time I'm going to do a flashback review on Gamera the Brave from 2006. I didn't have plans to review this movie because at the time I hated it. But then at the same time, when when I realized it, and you look back on it, you realize, you gotta remember what this Gamera the Brave was about. It was about bringing Gamera back on the days during his 60s and early 70s run when he was all for the children. You know, he had that childlike quality when he, he wants to save kids and he cares about that. And to me, it was the innocence of Gamera. So now, after watching this again, I realize that I really do like it after all. But I like it more than ever now. 
Because at first, like I said, I was kind of greedy. I was like, oh, I wish you continue off for Gamma 3. But it, it took a different route, you know. Um, it was more childlike. The original gang would died. The father grew up. This is it. I'm trying to remember. And I think he had his own kid. And the kid ended up finding his baby turtle. Later on, this baby turtle is going to grow up to be Gamera. But slowly, it shows you the innocence of the, the baby turtle Gamera, how it acted. And it was just adorable, you know. And the relationship between the baby turtle and the kid. And baby Gamera blew up a little, blew a little fire, you know. I, th I thought it was cute, though, you know. Then once Gamera started growing up, he starts finding this big giant monster. I thought it was Jigar, but I think it gave it a different. I think it was called Zeus or Zedos, I think it was called. And I'm trying to remember, I think it shoots like this big giant long lashy tongue thing, you know. But, um, it, it's it's like, it, it's like, but it was still like, even though the monster was a little bit violent, he wasn't scared. Even the monster looked cute, the evil monster. But still, of course, Gamble got that special power, he was able to defeat, defeat the monster. And you know, you know, Gamble the Brave. Again, this is like this is like going back to the original format when when it was all, all for the kids. Doing the I would say more like from the third movie to the to the last one from the seventies. The eighties I'm not gonna count because that's like restock footage. But anyway, um, yeah, definitely check this movie out. Check it out with an open mind. Also, peace, guys, and see you later. What's up, guys and gals? Today we will be talking about Gamera. The super, let me make sure I get this right. Camaro the super monster, and yeah, I remember seeing this man. This was on Fox Five when I was growing up. At first, I liked it, but then when you grow, start growing up, you realize what it was. It was like the only thing original about this part of the movie was the storyline. It was more like a Power Ranger type of storyline, like these alien women staying on Earth. Three of them had the occupation. But they goes to protect the Earth, and this big alien Vader wants to destroy the Earth, so he sent one of his agents down to to to, um, to kill the alien women. Meanwhile, you got this young boy, you know, he he got he got a tell from the animal pet shop, which one of the good alien girls work at, and but he had to let the tell go, you know, and you know he pretty much became friends with the alien women, and um. And he had told a little woman he wished the child could grow up to be like Gamera so he could stop the monsters. And that's when you had this alien, like this alien invader talking to the evil alien agent that he's going to send monsters to destroy the earth. Of course, this is when this part of the story gets screwed up because now it's not really an original Gamera movie. It's more like they take all the, the past Gamera movie before this one and put it as stock footage. So the monsters are sent is the fight scenes you've already seen from each of these movies. You know, before before Gamera was Super Monster, and that's kind of fucked up. I mean, like you telling me they can't come out with an original monster for Gamera the fight? I mean, come on, you know. But what is what it is. But you know what? I did enjoy the alien storyline, the part of the side story, and you know, later on the the evil alien woman ended up becoming a good guy because the boy decided to take care of her when she was injured in the battle with the female alien, good alien fighter. Good alien woman, excuse me, and the evil alien woman decided, you know what, I, I want to be their friend now, you know, and she even sacrificed her life to protect them, Gamera, de Gamera decided to stop the giant spaceship from invading the earth by killing himself, which is stock footage and stuff, but, um, oh, Gamera Super Monster of 1980, um, you can hate it as much as you want, but you know what, just go for it for, for a side story, you know.
by the way, I saw the viral version because you know I like a viral, so I gotta see that version instead, the one that which was hosting this movie. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Yeah, well, this is the first movie, and without a doubt, Gang is truly the master, master that could rival Godzilla. Um, when Godzilla came to the scene, you know, every, it was like he was the top king of the monster. He was like the big monster that you cannot fuck with. There were monsters before Godzilla and after Godzilla, but Godzilla was the main guy, you know. But you know, there've been a lot of monster movies, but none of them cannot compete until one day Gamma shows up to the scene. And I feel like Gamma is one of those movies that I feel, I believe the longevity for this creature was like, you know, they they made Gamma like. First off, he's a giant turtle. I believe everybody loves giant turtles. One little boy, right? Not every little boy, but mostly little boys, they have turtles as pets. So that was a key factor, like why Gamma is popular. I would say, in my opinion, you know. And not only that, Gamma, they made Gamma different than Godzilla because he could fly like a flying saucer. Like, what monster could do it so cool like Gamma? You know, there have been monsters that fly, you know, with wings and shit, but Gamma made it cool to fly. You know, you wanted to be Gamma, like, well, how Superman make, make you want to fly? Gamma wanted to make you fly too. Fuck it, you know? But besides that, um, you know, the, the, to me, the only thing problem I have with Gamma now is, like, I wish I could do newer movies with Gamma. Because the last new movie they did with Gamma, they made it more kid-friendly, which Gamma was always for the kids anyway, don't get me wrong. I mean, even in this black and white movie, the very first Gamma movie, he was for the kids too, because he did save the little boy Toshiro, you know, he was falling down, you know? But, um, yeah, he was always for the kids, but Gamma the Brave, like, to bring Gamma back, it was like, they made it, like, for the kids without a doubt, but they made it way too kiddie, and it was like, yo, give me some Beast Gamma too, man, I want some Beast Gamma. You know, even the kiddie version from... From the before Gamma the Brave, he was like beast, you know. And um, in the nineties version, you know, he was still beast without a doubt. I mean, he was still for the kids though, but Gamma was still beast. Um, anyway, let's get to the point. I I know I dragged two minutes already. Shit. Um, the movie has starts out like in the Arctic, like up north. You got these scientists. You got these Americans trying to know what these plane, planes are doing here. They shoot one of the planes down. Explosion triggered down the ice. Gamma comes out the ice, you know. Gamma destroying the boat. You got these scientists, you got a reporter wondering, like, what is this turtle? What's this turtle about? They got the stone wondering why it has waves and stuff. And, um, Gamma's like wandering around, you know, observing his atmosphere. You got this little kid, he's like, like the, the loner, like the loner type, you know, like he wants to make, like, he can he's like he has a hard time making friends, but he spent too much time drawing turtles, spend time with turtles, you know, yeah. Kid problems. Little kid problems wow. But still, you know, still entertaining though. So you got a group of castle characters and then later on you got Gamma destroying cities and you got these scientists wanted that we gotta destroy this turtle. How are we gonna destroy it? You know, they shoot it with missiles, they even freeze the turtle. And this is when this is the part where it got to my favorite part. The military was making fun when when Gavin went back to his shell, and the military guys was making fun of him, saying that oh he's ashamed of losing. And then the turtles start flying, and all and everybody had that like that face like what the fuck? Did the turtles just fly? Like what the fuck is this? You know they had that look, you know. And um, so the scientist said, let me see the stone. 
you know what? These are not waves. These are clouds. It's this those telling us that this turtle could fly, you know? <laughs> it was just funny because I love the reaction in this movie where they saw the turtle flying. He was like, and it, that was like on his back when he was doing it too, you know? Like, and when the old man with his grandson reading the newspaper said, Yeah, that's what I saw. That flying saucer was a flying turtle. <laughs> You know, he had that attitude, you know, it was pretty cool, you know, and, um, like I said, there was a scene when people were partying, the club dance, and they want to stay, while Gavin was destroying the city, once Gavin was destroying the city, everybody started running, Gavin started burning people with fire, and then the military said, and then get this, uh, not the military, but the scientists say, we gotta get the Z-Plan going. Now, when I was watching this movie, man, let me say, this movie should not be underrated also, because, it, or the movie's not underrated, but I'm just saying, it should not, it should take notes for some for its ending, and spoiler, 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 I would have to spoil it, because I need to explain it. They have this thing called the Z-Plan, right? But, and for the Z-Plan to work, they gotta get Gamma on the shore, you know? While you've got the little kid, you know, he communed with Gamma when Gamma saved him from falling down, and... The boy trying to talk to Gamma, he didn't what he got to do to talk to Gamma. The people pu pushing him back, saying, you can't talk to Gamma pretty much. Get, get your ass back here pretty much. Stay away from Gamma. They're trying to destroy this creature. So, Gamma needs fire. He needs fuel for his fire. So, like I said, they're doing things like, like having oil tanks coming at him. You know, yeah, coming at him to have fire. But anyway, the point is, let me get fast forward. Um, he tried to get onto the island, and, um... They make the fire, you know, Gamma's on the shore, because he's so fascinated with the fire. And then once they got him to the shore, later on, they were able to activate the Z-Plan. Now, the Z-Plan had this twist. Now, when I was watching this movie when I was a kid, I'd say, how are they going to destroy this fucking monster? It's like he's unstoppable. Like in the first Godzilla movie, they destroyed Godzilla with acid, pretty much, you know. But how are they going to destroy Gamma? Are they going to, like, put acid on Gamma too? Because that won't be original because they already did it before. But when it got to that twist ending, and that's when I said, yo, what the fuck? Once Gamma got into the middle, right? When it got into, when the scientists, the kid, the reporting song got to the underground base, they see the Z-Plan being activated. Gamma got into this circular um, underground thing, and they covered Gamma like, they sealed Gamma in like this big giant metal container, you know? And I've been wondering, I guess they're going to put Gamma under see him in the metal container and leave him in the leave him underground forever. That's what I thought when I saw it. But what they did was this, and spoilers of course, they launched Gamma in fucking outer space. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like I was like those scientists they saw Gamma start flying. I was like this too. I was like They just they just sent this fucking monster in space. And I was like pure genius. This is the best twist ending. You know, that's why I said this movie should not be underrated for its ending because it was like Whoever thought this monster was going to be saying, hey, yeah, let's send this fucking monster to space. We can't destroy this monster on Earth. There's no way. We'll send him to space. And that's how they activated the Z-Plan, the scientist, the boy. They all celebrated. The boy said, I want to be a scientist like you so I can visit Gamble in space and Mars pretty much. That's what they said. They sent him to Mars. Well, too bad that shit didn't work because that's when we go get the sequel. And I will do that next. Anyway, peace, guys. See you later. This is it. My last review for the Gamma franchise, Gamma 3, The Revenge of Iris. And this is movie, I didn't realize this movie was like an hour and, and 43 minutes or 53 minutes. It's pretty close to two hours though. But you know what, it spent more time like on character development, which is kind of cool for a monster movie. 
And like I said, the story for this is good for the, this game franchise. I mean, especially the last, especially the three trilogy in the '90s version. It's just too bad it never, too bad it never came out more in the '90s. But I guess because you want to, you want to do it overboard, like how the Godzilla '90s does with, with its prequel and out of place timeline. If it maybe game would end up like that, they added more shit to it. But I'm glad they did. And so I guess the trilogy was a good one for it. Um, you got the the first two act actors and actresses from the first two movie and the third one also. You know, of course, the, the girl that was able to communicate gamma in the first movies and this, of course. Um, it's pretty much about who starts out with this, these ghost sightings, you know, this, like reports and stuff of it. And later on, you get this main story plot for this movie, the the human element, which is about this young girl who saw the death of her family by gamma, which, which she thought gamma killed them, but it was actually by accident. And all her life, she just hated Gamma pretty much. And one day, she went inside this um, shrine as as a dare from her her friends that's trying to like bully her in a way. Like they daring her to go in this shrine, and she pick up this stone. When she pick up the stone, it it just it just had an egg that hatched this um, animal, and the, this animal creature and her become good like good friends. And she also got like this little crystal, like similar to the first mo the first trilogy movie, when the girl was able to communicate with Gamma, when she got this crystal, which she was able to communicate with this cute monster, you know? It looks cute at the beginning, but when it grows up, it started having its own attention to pretty much de destroying the world, pretty much. But the girl hates Gamma so much, she doesn't realize it, you know? Um, she got like a conscious, because the, 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 that alien monster was trying to like, was actually a demon to me looks more alien like but she's trying to drain her energy in a cocoon and one of her friends actually saved her just in time but she was like unconscious and the heavy ones from the first two movies end up um saving her from the this um like some some kind of um base like where this other lady's holding the girl for a little while because she was curious about this monster this monster that she wants to control herself as the movie progressed, the monster started evolving and evolving and evolving, and it's ready to destroy the world pretty much. Meanwhile, you got Gamma coming in and ready to fight the monster, you know? And the monster and Gamma's going at it a little bit. But it was a good fight scene, though, between the two, and the monster has some skills also. But, and then, you know, I don't want to ruin too much, you know? But the girl finally came out of it and she realized what was going on. And, and then at the end, it's pretty much believing in Gamma pretty much and as the monster gets defeated of course and um, I like how it ended with this trilogy when the, when Gamma just walks away and one of the heroes is saying Gamma's not alone pretty much like they got they got their belief pretty much um, all in all this Gamma 3 that we've got Iris I, I did enjoy this one I like part 2 much more from the 90s but I think all three of them is good anyway, and plus, like, plus, like I said, they sequels they follow each other, so there's nothing out of place with this one. So, Gamble Three, definitely see it. Peace, guys. See you later. Hello, guys and gals, how you doing? Today, I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals check it out and start your own podcast and let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcast 
and tell them that I sent you and that you have it for me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Gambit 2, Attack of Legions. Let me say something. This has to be the best fucking, not only Gambit movie from the franchise, especially in the trilogy, but the best monster kaiju battle time, battle monster movie of all fucking time. Let me tell you why. This movie, right, if you think about it, I think most monster movies should be more like this. I mean, you can have your B-movie, your campy moments, but now in t- this era... It needs to be like well balanced, like between the story, the monster battle, the the timing of the monsters, like everything has to be balanced to match, right? To me, that's what the um, 2014 Godzilla movie lack was. So, they should have done something like this, you know. And um, like I say, I mean, it's like everything's just well balanced, just perfect. Even the human aspects with the talking part. Keeps you interested in watching this movie, you know. And the monster battle with with Gamma vs Legion was epic. I thought it was good in my opinion. Um, the fighting was like kind of like realistic, and you have your you do have your your showy special effects. But I thought it was well done, in my opinion, of course. But anyway, um, the movie's about this meteor that crash, and then you find out that like these little creatures that look like beetles, like. And they, and you later on you find out they they're attacking people, but they're mainly they're attacking stuff like silicones and glass, and they, it's like it's like this energy thing with them, you know. And then you got the scientists and soldiers, the usual stuff as always, you know, as, as how they have to figure out what's going on and why they why these creatures are doing it. Um, this is uh, let me tell you what else I like about the Gamma trilogy in in the nineties, and even though the um the, the regular Gamma movies. Follow in sequels minus the minus Super Monster by the way, um, even the trilogy f- followed its like like its possessors. It, the nineties was also follows in sequels, and that's what I like about the Gamma franchise because it, it's a sequel after sequel. It's not like fucking Godzilla movies when they don't follow each other. You know, it's mostly like it could be a prequel or it's set in an alternate timeline. It, like it gets too fucking confusion. You know, why can't shit be organized? You know, but um. Not all Godzilla movies were like that. Only a few of them was, but you guys know already. But um, besides that, um, meanwhile, you got these monsters attacking people, and then later on, it will develop to a a, a big monster to a bigger monster, and of course, Gamma will come in and face this this monster, and Gamma was having a hard time finding Legion at first, you know, because it was like so many of them, you know, and then. And then when he fought like the bigger monster, he had to sacrifice himself to to take them all out. But then it ended up him being like unconscious. And also the by the way, the first goal from the the goal from the first Gamma move in the nineties that was able to communicate with Gamma, she's also in the sequel by the way. So you get to see her making a comeback in this one also later on towards the movie as it proceeds. And then we get to the final battle with Gamma versus Legion again, and then Legion got some new skills too. Which was like really awesome. He got some new powers, and that's what I like about the Gamma Monsters, man. If you think about Gamma Monsters, they they had their gimmicks, but it was like so well balanced with their gimmicks, you know. And I'm talking about all the fucking Gamma movies, and and don't get me started with Part Three. Part Three did its thing also, 
you know. And that's the next move I'll be talking about in the last of the Gamma franchise. I already talked about Gamma of the Wave already, which came after this, so check that one out also. But Gamma 2 Attack of the Legion, highly, highly fucking rec- recommended. Definitely a 5 star in my book, if I put a rating system, and a 10 in my book. I think it's the best monster kaiju style movie out of all these monster movies that came before it and after it so far, you know. Um, yeah, like I say, like, this is what a lot of monster movies now need to look at. Like, if you go to a monster movie, do it like this. Do it, like, so well balanced. And the soundtrack was perfect, by the way. It makes you follow the, the movie even more. Peace, guys, and see you later. Gamma movies make me cry, man. After seeing the first Gamma movie in the 90s, out of the, it's like, it's like a trilogy out of the three, you know. The 90s version, but still, you know that the Gamma movie in the 90s, like, like it's always so impactful. Like the music is always impact, like the fighting, it's feel more physical, like more realistic physical fighting. I know it's a monster movie, but it it just have an impact. It just feels more physical than than showy. Like the Godzilla movies, like the fight scenes are more showy than physical. You know, I can only probably name I maybe mean, three or four four Godzilla movies that I highly liked it. It felt so physical. You know, that I can feel like it has impact. You can feel it to your bones. But Gamma, Gamma fight scenes in, in the first th- first of the trilogy I'll be talking about, this is the first one from the 90s, God of the Universe. Of course, if you want to call it Gamma vs. Gauss remake, then let it be because that's the monster he's going to fight anyway. But I just thought the setup was good, though. You know, it was like, you got this... um. You got like these two situations where there's one monster from the ocean, the monster from the mountains, like Gauss, and then the government, the scientists start figuring out like who are these two monsters, what what are they about, you know, what's what's their objective. But of course, the government they presume the monster, the both monsters are evil, and then you will, and then later on in the movie, um, you gotta find out that the, that one of the monsters is good, which is Gamma, of course, and you find out his history. And you find out Gauss's history that, you know, they're like asexual monsters. They could produce their own eggs, you know. And they're like a history how they almost destroyed the world. Like, it was like mentioned in the story. And how Gamma was created to defeat these monsters. Defeat this monster, I mean. So they could stop them. And like, then Gamma finally comes out once Gauss awakened pretty much. And you find out that, you find out, you also find out a little bit more backstory on Gauss, on the Gauss monster that... They like cannibals, like they will eat their own kind, and when they eat their own kind, they start growing bigger and bigger, pretty much. Um, the fight scenes in this movie was really good, though. Like, Gauss still have his signature moves, Gamma still his signature moves. This Gamma in the 90s was like more, it, it felt like the same Gamma too, but it's just more darker, more like, like more, more realism to it, you know? And, um... The first, the first two movies. That, once I finish reviewing this one, I can tell you they're good also because I remember highly enjoying those two also. But um, yeah, and, and you, you also got that scene. Of course, you got the child, the young scene, like the young. It was like that youngster, that when you have that have someone believe in Gamma, and she has like this necklace of like if Gamma gets injured, she gets injured. So pretty much, Gamma needs a string to battle Gauss. And um, of course, you get the same outcome ending like every Gamma movie. But uh, all in all, Gamma God of the Universe, this, this this is the revival of the Gamma franchise in the 90s. Um, highly enjoyed it. The only disappointing part I have is that they only did three movies. I was surprised they never continued with four, five, or six from the 90s. 
you know. But hey, besides, three, three is enough, I guess. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later.